2: Hello, welcome to In All Honesty, the podcast where we get real about life and all the problems that come with it. I'm Michelle Elman and I'm a five board accredited life coach, public speaker, author of The Joy of Being Selfish and Am I Ugly? And I'm passionate about teaching people how to communicate, heal the wounds from the past, feel your feelings and ultimately giving you the tools you need to change your own life. This is the space where you get your personal development needs met. And we talk about all things growth, self-awareness and communication with complexity and nuance. So if that sounds like your cup of tea, then stick around because I think you're going to like it here. Welcome back to another episode. Today we are talking about one of my favourite pieces of advice. And I actually don't know when I started giving this advice, but I've been giving it for a really long time. And if you've even followed me on Instagram for a year, you probably would have heard it. But I've lost the original place I made the caption. And I've got to the point where I've made 2000 over captions on Instagram. So when someone's like, Well, where did you say this? Can you link me to the post where you said this? I'm literally like, I cannot help you. I am just as bad as a new follower on my page because I have lost where I've said everything and anything. And I guess that's why Instagram is not the best place to archive all of your best thoughts because trying to find them again is really annoying. And I've actually found that was the case when I was writing The Joy of Being Selfish. Trying to find all the past posts where I'd written about boundaries was a very long and complicated process. So what is this gem piece of advice? Get a hobby you are shit at. And this is something which a lot of the times when I learn the best things about life coaching, I've actually taken them straight from my life. It's not the fact anyone taught me it or told me to do it. It's just the fact that I did something different. It worked. And I started sharing it with other people. So many, many years ago, I was not very good at having fun. I was a person who only did productive things. I didn't really know how to relax. And I also didn't know what to do to relax because I wasn't very practiced at having fun. And yes, you do have to practice at having fun. And so one day someone suggests to me, oh, why don't you paint? And I was like, well, I can't paint. I was really bad at art. I wasn't allowed to take it with GCSE. I couldn't even draw an apple. I couldn't even draw a tree. And they just kindly reminded me that just because you can't draw an apple or a tree doesn't mean you can't paint and that it doesn't need to look good. You can just paint and that it's quite therapeutic. And of course, me being me back then, which was the me that wasn't very good at having fun, I threw a bunch of obstacles in the way. Oh, well, I don't have paint. Oh, I'll make a mess. I'm the clumsiest person. What if I spill paint across my living room? The list goes on of reasons why I shouldn't do it. And then eventually one day my friend sorted it out for me. Her parents were painters. And so she was like, well, we have a bunch of paint. Why don't you just come over and we can paint together? And so we did. And she had this massive spare canvas that her parents weren't using anymore. And it covered most of her garden. Like this piece was huge. You couldn't actually put it up on a wall or anything. I say that it is now up on my wall, but it does take up the whole wall. And I just looked at this blank canvas and I was like, if I try to attempt to draw anything or paint something specific, I will just go into perfectionist mode. I'll feel bad about myself. So I just started chucking paint at the canvas and I was really upset about something. I can't remember what I was upset about and I was also angry about something. I can't remember what I was angry about but I literally just splashed paint on the canvas and when I was done I actually liked it so much. I did hang it up. I framed it. It's in my guest room and everyone thinks someone else has painted it because apparently it's not that bad. And when I say this and then I share one of my paintings, people always go, oh, well, that's not shit. And I was like, no, the whole point of having a hobby you're shit at is not that you actually have to be shit at it. It's just the fact that you're not attempting to improve. It's not something you're doing productively. It's not something you're doing to increase your skill level in any way. It's actually doing something with no pressure at all to be good at it. So yes, once you do something enough, like painting, you do happen to improve, but also it's just luck of the draw. If you do something enough times, at least one is going to look decent. That doesn't mean all the other paintings I've done that are rubbish aren't don't get painted up and aren't equally as valuable, But this is such an important thing. And I just want to go back a little bit and explain the kind of person I was. So I was the kind of child who got A stars in everything. I would cry if I got 90%. I actually remember asking for one of my essays to be remarked because I got 89% and I just needed that 90% to get that A star. And I was that kind of perfectionist child. In my school, there weren't many ways to have fun. So we spent all of our free time studying. We couldn't just watch TV. We were only allowed one hour of TV a day. And I don't understand this now, but we had so many opportunities in that school to have fun. There were tennis courts, there were squash courts, there was a rock climbing wall, all these things. But because we lived in such a strict school, we never saw them as opportunities for fun. And we never actually utilised the amazing grounds and resources we had because frankly like the only way to put it was it was the kind of school that sucked the fun out of everything and was very into compulsory fun and once you've done compulsory fun so long you actually don't know how to have organic fun so when we're sitting around bored on a Sunday no one thought to go hey there's a tennis court outside why don't we grab a tennis racket and go play and actually the only time I remember us Starting to have fun it was about three or four years in. We got a new headmistress, and she realized how little there was to do on the weekend for the girls who decided to stay in. Because, as much as it was a boarding school, a lot of kids went home on the Sunday to see their parents. And so she started throwing things like cooking classes and things like that. Again, just cooking studio, just sitting there, doing nothing. So we actually started doing things like cooking classes. And that was a lot of fun. But again, it was organised fun. And so it was the kind of environment where there was a lot of fear around not being good at stuff, getting things wrong, not being perfect. And that is the kind of child I was. And so having this hobby of something you're rubbish at squashes this perfectionism mindset and as I said having this no intention to improve and yes sometimes you accidentally improve but removing the idea that you have to be productive in order for your time to be of value. It's really about unlearning so much of what we were taught in childhood and adding more joy and fun into your life. And as much as that sounds crazy, because you shouldn't have to learn how to have fun. After all, as children, we all pretty much knew how to have fun. But as we get older and older, we buy into this message that our time needs to be productive A lot of the fun in our lives just naturally seeps out. And unless you actively make an effort of making time for it, and when I was painting, it would be switching my phone off, not being distracted. And if a thought popped into my brain, like, oh, you need to send that email, actually shutting down that thought and continuing to paint putting music on so it could be as enjoyable as possible. And you know what? At times, I did it in places just to add a bit of excitement into my life. I remember propping up a massive canvas against my white wall in my living room, on my white carpet, on the floor, and my housemate coming in and being like, what the hell are you doing? You are the clumsiest person in the world, and if that canvas falls over, you are going to have put paint all over this living room but not only that you just need one drop on the wall one drop on the carpet and you'll wreck the carpet you'll wreck the wall and i burst out laughing cuz i thought it was funny but <laughs> i also didn't change anything i was doing i was just like you know what i want a bit of excitement in my life so what paint gets on the wall so what paint gets on the carpet and that might sound like i have a disregard for material objects Because I do. (laughs) I don't think material objects should be that important. And if there's a bit of paint in the wall and people come into my apartment and go, oh, why do you have some pink paint on the wall? I will tell them about this really funny time. I decided to paint on my canvas and I accidentally got on the wall. I live in an apartment that is lived in. I don't need a perfect apartment. And a lot of the other hobbies I started to put in my life were things that I used to have this massive fear of looking stupid. And I think actually how this whole idea got born was when you're on dating apps a lot, people go, oh, what's your favorite hobby? And apart from going to the gym, I didn't really have a hobby. And I find it quite a boring thing to say, saying that your hobby is going to the gym. So I started doing things like dance classes. I'm awful at dancing. I am never going to improve at dancing. That's not a mentality thing. It's a fact thing. I think I have something wrong with my brain after my brain surgery, where I genuinely can't hear the rhythm of the music. But you know what? i love dancing it's really fun and i will even go with friends and i embrace the looking stupid and so as a result my friends feel comfortable to do so as well i remember there was a dance class in hong kong i absolutely loved and one of my best friends moved over to hong kong so when i went over for christmas to visit my family i got to see her in hong kong And I was like, you know, this dance class I've been talking about for years. We can finally go to it. It's called Funky Dance. It's two hours long. It's very intense. The instructor is so intense that he changes his shirt four times because he sweats through it the entire time. But don't worry, you don't have to keep up with him. I'm not insanely fit either. But you just do what you want and have fun. And so we went to this class and we went to a different instructor who I wasn't a huge fan of. But basically it was popular music like Lady Gaga and things like that but it was at a really fast pace and I was trying to keep up and I was in front of my friend in the dance class. And so I was trying to keep up. And then at some point I turned around to just check if she was having fun. And I'm not joking. This woman was just swaying to the music and doing whatever the fuck she liked. And it was the best thing. I was literally like, there's a meme on Instagram of like everyone doing ballet class and then one child hanging off the bar. That was essentially my friend. She did not care. And I don't know whether it was because I wasn't caring and I was just looking stupid but the fact that she completely rewrote the rules of this dance class and basically had her own club in the corner where she decided to dance however she wanted to dance is exactly the vibe that this having a hobby that you're bad at embodies. And it was such a beautiful moment. I burst out laughing and the teacher kept looking at us like, you two, what's going on with you two in the corner? And we basically acted like we were in our own little world, dancing to a completely different set of music when we weren't. Our moves did not look anything like what the rest of the class looked like and it's just that liberation that freedom that comes with it in the same way that I have that freedom and liberation when I'm painting when I'm dancing you're meant to enjoy yourself a dance class is there for many reasons and if you ask most dance instructors if you're enjoying yourself they really don't care And I went over to the instructor at the end, was just like, oh, thank you so much for the class. He was like, I'm not sure what you're thanking me for. You basically ran your own class. Um, As long as you two had fun, you looked like you were having the best time. And it was really nice to see two people laughing in the corner because sometimes all of the people in this class take it a little bit too seriously and try to get it right and I think that's the epitome of it appreciating things for the release I think sometimes in dance classes or any of these like exercise classes you can get hooked up in doing it right but we were there for the enjoyment and one of the greatest things this ethos has taught me is to not focus on the outcome so training your brain to enjoy the journey and not the result and yes that's really cheesy but it's very easy to go to dance class and only want to go if that results in weight loss to only want to go if you get fitter in the process how about just in Enjoying yourself that is actually perfectly valid and it also removes this fear of failing because when you're dancing like an idiot in the middle of dance class and people are looking and you continue to do that anyway and you're having the best time because you're lost in your own worlds with your best friend That is how you remove the fear of failure. And so people can laugh at you. And if they're laughing at you, great, you're making them laugh. If they're laughing with you, great, they're also having fun. And it taught me how to be childlike, not childish, but childlike. And I think that's one of the most important things that came back in my life through doing this. And I have so many hobbies that I'm not good at now. Uh, I tried roller skiing most recently, paddle boarding actually started as a hobby I was bad at and I became naturally good at it because the more you do something, you naturally improve. I also have done ax throwing, paint by stickers. I've tried so many things and it just opens your mind to being open to trying things and not worrying about whether you're going to be good at it, and also a really big sentence I say in my mind, if you ever want to try something, and you're just scared and worried, and you're not sure how it's going to go, you're not sure if you're going to like it, then just tell yourself, you can leave whenever you want to, I do that with so many things, trampolining classes, trying dry slope skiing, all of these things, I will go, I will say yes, rock climbing, that was another thing, try it, if you don't like it, you don't have to do it again, turns out, I don't like rock climbing. Turns out when I get to the top of the rock climbing wall, I will cling on for dear life and not let go until a man literally has to come up and make me let go. And that's another thing I learned. You don't have to be the best at everything. You can't be the best at everything. And it's okay to not be number one. It doesn't mean it's not worth doing. So I tried rock climbing once. It wasn't my thing. And so I didn't do it again. But I said yes to it by telling myself that I could leave whenever I wanted to. And whilst I didn't leave, because I did go there with a friend and she was really enjoying herself, I did quit halfway through and just observed her and was really enjoying taking pictures of her and videos of her and being proud of her and cheering her. But I was done about halfway in. And so that is my gem piece of advice for today, is try something new in the year of 2022, broaden your horizons, open your mind to doing something that you've not tried before. And get really good at accepting you can't be good at everything. That fear of looking stupid, we want to get rid of that. And it seeps into your life in so many other ways. This small thing you can do, this small thing you can add into your life will change your mindset in more ways than I can count. And it's something that I'm so glad I did in my own life. Thank you so much for listening. And if you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world if you could leave a review wherever you are listening to this or share it on social media and tag me in it so I can share it too. Come find me at Scar Not Scared on Twitter, Instagram and TikTok. We do fun things on there like Q&A Mondays and on Fridays we celebrate your boundary wins. There's a whole community of people who want to grow and heal and we are waiting to welcome you whenever you are ready. In the meantime, make sure to feel your feelings, set some boundaries, communicate in the way you want to be communicated with, ask for what you need and I know sometimes you forget but someone loves you and I will speak to you next time. Bye!